Hey there, this podcast is titled Stop Aging Now. It's for entrepreneurs. It's for those of you who want to get to the next level. We're going to be teaching you about the seven secrets of health. This is an incredible podcast that can transform your life, your relationships, your energy, that you can invest in your career to take your opportunities to the highest level possible. Stay tuned to the very end, an amazing offer by visiting stopagingnow.7pillarscoaching.com. Stay tuned. You're going to hear amazing guests and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, take you to the very next level. Your mindset, your sleep, your ability to improve your diet, your exercise, what hormones, how to balance them, all of this and more. Let's listen in. Dr. Nick Delgado here, and I'm with an incredible couple that have been together more than 50 years. I went to their 50-year anniversary, and it was actually incredible. It was a dance ballroom reenacting the truth about how do men and women feel about each other in their new book, Ageless Love. Dr. Barbara Grossman, it's a pleasure to have you on the set. It's exciting. We visited once before on our podcast and Dr. Michael Grossman, you and I go back more than 20 years. <laughs> what is it? What does a man want from a woman? What is he looking for? Barbara, I'll start with you. I believe a, a man wants from his woman, a, a feminine woman who shares her feelings, does it rationally uh, and calm and uh helps him understand what she wants so he can provide that and make her happy. Dr. Michael Grossman, is there a time when a man wants, maybe he's in a different world and he wants kind of an aggressive woman who's like an alpha female who works with him and is all out, not a cheerleader on the sideline, but in there, in the trenches with him? Is that the case in some case, situations some men are looking for? It can happen. Uh, there are very various things that a man wants. Uh, you're attracted to the opposite sex because they have something in them that completes you and that can help you to learn what you need to grow into for yourself. So it can vary as to what's attractive. And, and it, 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 there, there's no rules about it. You know something about that opposite sex person who attracts you and you just are attracted to it and and you may not even be totally aware of what it is so it can vary a lot some would like this kind of partner some would like that kind of partner and that's okay because it completes you completion in the quality of life uh is essential for us to thrive for us to to live in in a prior segment we addressed the issue and we asked and posed the question, what is the single most important factor in a person's life that predicts longevity? And the audience was astonished. It wasn't diet, it wasn't exercise, it wasn't your mindset, it was what? It was the quality of your personal relationships and particularly your romantic partnership. Wow. Dr. Barbara Grossman, um, I want to know, what does a woman want in a man? What, what is a woman looking for? 
So a woman wants a man who has a vision for his life, who has goals and who's moving in the direction of completing uh, his goals. That makes him masculine. She also wants a man who's connected to his feelings and who can share them so that they can connect emotionally. Likewise, I've met women, because I'm single, and full disclosure, who sometimes the woman is somewhat a dominant personality. And she kind of likes the stay-at-home dad that's going to be there, tending to the kids, washing the clothes, seeing to her success, kind of like the five languages of love, acts of service. What do you think about that? Uh, let, let me turn that to, to Dr. Grossman. Is, is there sometimes that kind of search for, for, for a, a woman searching for a man? It happens more and more in modern life when a large percentage of women now make more money than the men in their life, in which case they're really uh, involved with that intense success and moving forward and, 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 and being what used to be a masculine kind of role. And women may take that role and they may love that role and they may be really good at it, in which case it would be common that they want from their man to complete them. They need the man to have more of that what used to be a feminine role of nurturing. So that can happen. Well, the fact that can happen, I think it opens up the discussion to the likelihood of variety that sometimes there is no formula. Uh, what might be good for one couple may not be what the other couple is looking for in their relationship. And I don't think that determines the longevity uh, of the relationship, uh, which brings me to kind of my next question. You know, what is it about romantic relationships that's different than, say, a brother-sister love? Um, Michael, you want to address that one? Sure enough. Romantic partnerships are very different than a love of a brother and sister, love of a deep friendship. If you don't see your friend or your sibling for a year or more, once you meet them again, you're right back there and you just feel intimate to them and you're sharing again and you're so happy to be together. In a romantic partnership, don't do that. It doesn't work. Romantic partnership is like fire. The brother-sister love is like water. Water has depth to it and it's just there. It's just there all the time. But fire needs constant energy and constant fuel to make it burn. And romance requires that fire. You have to constantly feed the romantic partnership, be together, be intimate together, be sharing together, doing loving things for each other on a regular basis. Otherwise, the fire goes out. Dr. Barbara Grossman, would you second that or do you have something to add to that uh kind of thought of brother-sister versus romantic relationship. Well, yeah, I think I think a romantic relationship has to be constantly about connection and, and uh, ex there's a certain kind of chemistry that has to be stoked and, and, and continued over time. And my, my thought, uh, uh, I see lots of couples in my office, and if a woman makes more money than a man, that's that can be fine as long as the man is connected with his self and has goals and is doing dynamic things. A man can, needs to be masculine, and the definition of masculine is having goals and being dynamic about them. And if um, um, and if that's 
that's lost, or if the there's a role reversal that's that has no independent of money, uh, there's no there's no juice and focus in a man's life. That I think that's a problem for couples, and it's a problem that could be addressed clearly in communication, which brings me kind of to my next question, and that is beneath oh excuse me beneath anger, is there hurt? Or fear of loss? I mean, what are we dealing with when anger rises first? Is it a protective mechanism? Well, I don't know that. Ever, I don't know that we notice when we get angry the underlying feelings. But we, but anger is is a is a um, is like making a boundary. But it's a boundary too late, and so it's forced and it's mean, and it doesn't work. And so it's important for um, couples to understand what's underneath it and to share the more subtle feelings underneath it because that's where understanding happens. And we need to be able to say what hurts, what we want, uh, what we fear, uh, and um, that forwards the relationship. We can move to problem solving. When the couple, you and uh, Barbara and Michael Grossman wrote The Marriage Map, The Road to Transforming Your Marriage from Ordeal to Adventure, what was in mind here? What were you trying to accomplish in getting this book out to the public? An amazing book. I love it. Can you, Dr. Grossman, address that? So, uh, romantic partnership is a special kind of partnership, very different from, as we described, the, 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 uh, uh, the deep friendships and brother-sisterly love. Romantic partnership is designed to press you to grow and develop. And each of us, if our lives are working, we're growing and developing and we're changing. Whoever we were when we were 13 is very different than who we were when we're 20. And who we are when we're 20 is so different than when we're 35. And who you are at 35 is so different than when you're 50 plus. And, and these are gradual changes that are inevitable if your life is growing. Romantic partnership is the, is is designed to put pressure on you to grow and develop. God said when he was looking at Adam and said, man should not be alone. Let's make a, a helpmate against him. Well, what does that mean, a helpmate against him? Helpmate sounds like a good thing, but against him, that sounds like, huh. So relationship is designed to press you to grow. You can have an intense relationship with a spiritual master and it's not designed to be smooth and easy. It's intense. They, they beat you up. They make you grow in ways that you would never want to grow. Romantic partnership does the same thing. It presses you to grow in ways that you would not naturally think of growing. And that's what happens in a good romantic partnership. It presses you to grow. When you get beneath the anger, as we talked about, you begin to get in touch with the fear and loss. And the fear and loss is what's been going on in your life as a child. You want to heal those past hurts and be able to grow beyond them. And that's what can happen in romantic partnership. I'm with Dr. Barbara Grossman, marriage and family counselor, and Dr. Michael Grossman, MD, anti-aging family practice expert for, gosh, more than 40 years. I've known him for, gosh, over 30 years, I'm going to say. And they have co-published a book, Ageless Love, The Sexy Science of Falling in Love Forever.
This is an exciting opportunity because in a day when there's so much change going on with relationships where sometimes there's a lot of uncertainty, which some of the human needs, certainty, uncertainty, excitement, or consistency. I'm kind of jumping into another area of the language, the love languages, but how important is establishing variety and kind of excitement, um, Dr. Barbara Grossman? What What is it about having this kind of interplay of routine that's so important that some people need security? Maybe it's something in their past that they crave security or others require almost chaos and excitement and variety. What is that? What is going on? Well, a lot of, a lot of couple life is, is an adventure that's inherent in the relationship. First, you start as two people. Then if you have children, you have an, essentially an organization that you have to manage. So you have to learn how to, um, how to raise your children and create structure and rules so that there isn't chaos in your house and stay number one with your partner. That's a lot to learn. So um, without even talking about what goes on outside of, of the relationship, there's a lot of stretching and growing that couples have to accomplish. And at some point, um, there's an opportunity to branch out and do special things, have special interests. Michael and I are ballroom dancers. We compete all over the country. Uh, it's a dream come true for me. My grandmother was a Latin dancer. So I'm, you know, happy to, you know, to uh, develop that and become excellent at that. And Michael's, you know, he, he was generous with me and, and was willing to do that with me. And now it turns out he enjoys it. So there's, there's opportunities to do things as a couple. But when, when you're in the middle of family life and creating your business or your work, your hands are full. There's lots going on. And to juggle all that and keep and stay connected is a primary challenge. And um, so each, each part of life has its own uh, focuses. And um, so there's, there's more than enough to do and, and to learn. So you brought up your grandmother was a Latin dancer. Uh, she didn't have any Latin heritage in her, did she? No, she just loved Latin dancing. <laughs> I love to go salsa dancing myself. I go to classes on Wednesday, and it's just the feel, the passion, the yes. excitement. It's just incredible, and you know, it's just a whole different culture too, right? Yes, yes. My grandmother competed as well, so I'm just you know I'm connected to my heritage. Um, dancing is you know part of my spiritual life. Wow, beautiful. Now, now, something I can add in this arena of discussion. In romantic life, you change over the years, and, and, and there's all kinds of changes that you go through, both partners. That Each partner needs to learn how to make requests of their partner nicely so that their partner knows what now makes them happy because what made them happy 10 years ago may not make them happy now. And it's not like your partner is gonna read your mind. You have to have these skills to be able to share intimately where you're not sharing anger, where you're sharing what's under the anger, which is hurt and fears, and you're sharing that. And that allows you to maintain that intimacy that's really critical for romantic partnership. So our dancing comes out of a simple request. You know, Michael's capable of working around the clock. And uh, uh, rather than complain that I don't have Michael's attention, 
I, I got in touch with how, you know, finally the children are grown. And um, there's a there's a dream I've had forever to dance. We started social dancing. We just went to simple events where we learned steps. And it turns out Michael, you know, really enjoyed himself. He was getting a little too old to slide into first base. He was on a softball team and he was ready to retire from softball. And he, he jumped into dancing with me. And because he's competitive, he added the competitive part of dancing. And so we're, you know, we... We just moved into that, and it's, it's, you know, made me so happy. I'm so grateful. Wow. Happiness is critical. And the fact that you were able to recognize the transitions, particularly in decades of life, where maybe we can't do what we did when we were 20 or 30, right? Which brings me to an interesting concept that um, working with seniors and those who believe in what we'll term anti-aging, uh, I'll never forget having a guest named Bob Delman Teak. And here, here's a, a picture of him shown at age 80, right? And he, he wrote a book uh, that's kind of interesting, Lifelong Fitness 2004. And it says, how this 80-year-old doctor found the anti-aging secrets of the 21st century. So I was his mentor. I, I talked to him almost every day. And learning from a person who is a few decades ahead of me gave me a glimpse of what I would be challenged with. And this is another specialty that you and I have, and that is we deal with this thing we we call aging and my newest book coming out stop aging now the seven secrets to look and feel great forever it it kind of brings us back full circle that at some point when dr hertog wrote the book atlas of endocrinology for hormone therapy and you and i have been studying and researching anti-aging protocols if your mind is willing but your body's not dr grossman how, how do you handle that when when you're feeling like you would like to be more dynamic but you just don't have the physical energy that usually means that you have to supplement your own hormones as men and women get older after the age of 50 there's a a big change in hormones and that affects your overall vitality your ability to have muscle stamina endurance brain clarity, enthusiasm, sleep deeply, and feel libido, interested in being intimate with your romantic partner, that takes uh, the physical side of things. And I do that as an anti-aging doctor, and it's so fulfilling to do that. And it's so critical for romantic partnership. We know that romantic couples who have intimate sexual contact more than twice a week or twice a week or more live longer than those who have less than once a week and and that's really important for longevity so not only is it pleasurable but it actually cements your romantic partnership and changes your whole physical structure to allow for uh longevity wow I was aware of these facts and it, it caused me years ago to invite Ava Cadell, sexperts.com, and she 
shared the stage with Bob Delmatique, the advisor and senior editor of several important magazines. And he shared a story in front of 1,500 physicians that we conducted an event in Las Vegas where he talked about techniques about making love and about hormones and peptides and things that this was also new for the doctors in 2000 and I think it was early 2005 when we first addressed these discussions and it was the most popular event as a single event in fact, the other modules let their students out because they heard the roar and the laughter and the excitement. They all wanted to jump into the room and see what was going on in our room. And I think people quietly and inwardly crave a wonderful love life. And for men, a love life includes sexuality. For women, it may include a little bit more, more from a perspective from emotion and communication. So. Barbara, do you want to address that? How important is this communication and where's the difference between men and women in terms of how they view love? Well, I think women uh, represent, the, uh, they, they spearhead the emotional connection. Um, and of course, women, I'll speak for myself, um, sex is absolutely essential to feeling connected. But women um, are much more aware of how words and sharing feelings and, and sharing one's reflections, how, it, how it's important to fill out the depth of a relationship. I think men initially do that to make their women happy, but then discover that it really satisfies them as well. And so it's a it's a double win, but it's it, but definitely women represent emotional sharing and connection, and men may appear to represent um, sexual connection, but women are right there along with them. Uh, especially if a man shares his heart with his woman, she'll be much more open to sex for sure. So you bring up an important point, and that is that uh, when Cher Hyatt uh, came out with the Hyatt report on male sexuality and female sexuality there was this disconnect uh, between men and women where the women reported nearly 75% inability to achieve satisfaction during their engagement with their significant other. And yet in other studies and polls, the Cosmopolitan uh, magazine report, over 75 to 80% of men had reported that they were great lovers. So there was this incredible disconnect that started back with a book that I read years ago. I don't know if you remember this book, The Joy of Sex. Mm -hmm. And it was implied that through basic, what we normally call lovemaking, that during that process, the woman is anatomically established in a way, and who knows why, but maybe it was to continue the race and engage in, in uh, various uh, attractive factors, but it, it's that non-satisfaction that is missed in communication. Mm -hmm. So when you read books written by women on intimacy and what pleases them, it's completely different than what men believe is going to help that woman to feel satisfied in the bedroom. Can you address that? 
Well, men and women, uh, men and women together have to talk about what what feels good, what delivers pleasure, what um, and there needs to be feedback in a way that's soft and and where the the couple can work together and make things happen. And at a certain age, you may need to go and have um, some hormone um, uh, additives like progesterone and uh, testosterone or um, you know, so there's there's a assistance after menopause. So there's there there needs to be a lot of conversation when it's when it's necessary. But when you know when you're when you're young and you don't know how to talk, you're afraid to reveal that you're um, you're not as pleased as you'd like to be. Uh, if it if it goes unspoken and your partner doesn't know, um, that leads to a lot of a lot of disappointment, which is unfortunate. Just to, you need to learn to talk to each other, and it's not obvious, which is why we teach those skills. How to share without it sounding like criticism, or sounding like you know anger or resentment. Doctor Grossman, um, what happens though when a man's ego gets in the way and he's embarrassed or intimidated if his significant other or wife tells him that he's not a very good lover, and yet she hasn't given him any direction about what she truly craves or needs? How do you open that discussion without bursting out into anger or jealousy or hurt? It's a very important question. How to share intimately with your partner without creating upsets. And we teach that in our classes, both video classes online and, um, uh, and actually live Zoom classes. When you're making a request of your partner, it has to be very specific you have to really ask for some specific behavior. And when you ask for that behavior, it's very important, whatever you get in that direction, be happy with it. If you ask for a dozen red roses and you get one wilted flower that he picked up from the garden before he came home, your job is to say, oh, thank you so much. It makes me so happy. So just let the man feel good about whatever he did and then after it sinks in and he's happy then the next day then you make another request oh i just love roses okay then you get two roses okay and then gradually you build up to a dozen every week whatever makes you happy but it's important you have to have skills to how to make requests of your men because men are very very sensitive men are extremely sensitive to what they can do for their women so a story that we tell um, many years ago when we had telephones with wires <laughs> and Barbara asked me, would I move the wires under the rug from the bedroom into the bathroom because it wasn't looking good? I said, sure, I can do that. So I spent a half a day picking the rug up, putting the thing down, moving around, and there it was. The wire was under the rug. And I said, all right, my dear, how does it look? And she says, oh, it's a little rippled there. Let's get somebody who really knows how to do it. Oh, that was, that was really painful. Yeah. So guys are sensitive about what they produce for their women. They're, they look tough, but they wear, they wear their testes on the outside. If you kick them there, it's real painful. Yeah. So ladies, be gentle when you're asking your guy for things and then thank him so much. Let it sink in and maybe a few days later you might say, well, some ripples, what do you think about the possibility of 
getting someone else to come in to help smooth it out a little bit. But I love what it is. But I think, what do you think? So you, you're being gentle. Got to be gentle with your guy. Barbara, do you remember that uh, occurrence of this I, rug in the wire? I do. It's, it goes back maybe 30 years. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, and I didn't, I didn't mean, you know, I was a, an untrained woman. I just said what I was thinking, which um, turned out to be a painful mistake. And, and, and what I can say is that we were both untrained in our 30s. I mean, what do you learn? You, you Half the time, your parents hide what they're upset about with each other. They don't want you to know that they're upset. And then the other half, you hear the upsets. And, and, but but you, you, no one ever trains you. What Barbara and I do is that we train people because we, when we were having our own relationship difficulties, we went to so many counselors, didn't help very much. We went to mentors who taught classes and courses and guided us through teaching us skills. That was very, very helpful. Wow. So when you're having these issues going on, it oftentimes does all get back to communication, the ability to communicate without hurting that other person. That That's a real skill. And you teach that in the courses and you wrote about this in the books that you, you've published. Yes, yes. We teach skills in our courses. And we have five videos that have different challenges to them. Uh, love and money challenges, not feeling like number one with your partner challenge, arguing challenges, um, raising children challenges, big challenges with raising kids. And, and, and um, what's the, sex. there's one more. Sex. Better sex more and better sex challenges. And we, we teach specific skills in each of those video courses. They're fantastic. And we also teach the live courses where we go over everything in, uh, in detail and you practice it and we come back and talk and you can see other people in the course. And it really uplifts the people who take the course because they realize, oh, I'm not alone with this. My, it's not like my partner is problematic it's that the nature of relationship, marriage is complicated now, and, and we're all in the same boat. And then you can feel better about your partnership. Okay, we just have to learn these skills. Everybody's having these problems. Which, when you talk about problems, I, I, I think a significant problem, which clearly is back to that communication and satisfying that other being in your life and when John Gray wrote his books, Men Are For Mars, Women For Venus, and then he endorsed my book, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy, it's interesting because I was trying to bridge that gap of how, how do you bring about the desire, the libido, the, the, the engagement, the love, the outcome, but you've taken it to a whole new level because when once you satisfy that physical desire and need, you're going to be talking to that other person, hopefully, and that's where intelligence and skill and being able to negotiate to a degree. What about stress and money? Is, is that a big problem in uh, relationships and in marriage? It's a, it's a topic that couples have to manage whether they like it or not because uh, um, it's, um, uh, it's a necessity to make life work. And um, what else? What other... What couples also have to deal with is how, because they're close, because they have to make life work, because they share 
a life, and m- m- usually children, is they run into their wounds from childhood. And it um, uh, wounds that you wouldn't know to share objectively. You don't even know that they you have them. But your partner will step on them and will um, create rea- uh, reactions that are surprising both to you and your partner. And if you don't know how to reflect and understand what those old wounds are and share them so that your partner knows how to be more sensitive in those areas. Uh, Michael tells a story about how uh, I would not have guessed it, um, how, um, how angry his mom would get and how... This is Dr. Nick Delgado, author of 15 books, including my newest book release, StopAgingNow.7PillarsCoaching.com. I have an irresistible offer that's beyond belief that will take your health, your relationships, your ability to perform as an entrepreneur in your work. This offer, just simply go to the stopagingnow.com. Seven, the number seven, pillarscoaching.com, and you will see a free offer. It's a $1,200 value for absolutely free to get my downloads of my four best selling books Acne Be Gone for Good, The Skin Condition Acne by Dr. Sonia Batterisi and yours truly, Dr. Nick Delgado, Blood Doesn't Lie, Mastering Love, Sex, and Intimacy, and the newest release. Stop Aging Now, The 7 Secrets to Look and Feel Great. That's right. It's a $1,200 offer and you get it for 30 days free. Just simply enter your information. We'll send you the information to download and you get to review my books. You get to get my online courses, all of them. You get to get a Wednesday mentorship with my top VIP group that is held every Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific. 8 p.m. East Coast Standard Time. Yours truly, along with guests that I've invited, germane to the subjects of how do you improve the quality of your sleep, how do you set your mindset to accomplish your goals, how to dramatically improve your fitness profile using my revolutionary 12-minute workout combined with flow training and stretch type yoga movements and the incredible detoxification program the nutritional Nutrify program, the right foods to select in conjunction with the specific herbs and how to basically accomplish your goals, rejuvenate your body, the latest on hormones, peptides, all of it is in this course. And in 30 days, you'll be able to get the results that you never ever thought was possible. I guarantee these results and I'm backing it up with a free offer. Should you decide to continue, the continued program is very minimal, no more than a couple cups of coffee. And you're not gonna need coffee after you go through this program. Who's this for? Entrepreneurs, burned out housewives, individuals who wanna be peak performers in the bedroom, in the boardroom, and in general, take your relationships, your health, and your energy, and your career to a whole new level. Looking forward to helping you.